and welcome to series two, episode one of the Only Foals and Racehorses podcast with me, Ria, um, from Adventures in Black and White. And welcome back. I really enjoyed recording season one. And of course, there are many more seasons to come. Um, this season, I do have to start with a bit of a disclaimer. Um, everything that happened while I was at this place that the whole series is about is my personal um, experience of the place and you know other people's experience of it, of it were quite different but um, just so you know this is all about me um, and how I got on at Shadwell so let's go. So before we get into um, my working at Shadwell it's probably best to explain how I even got to be there um, at the end of last season, I had just finished my degree. I got uh, I got the award for being the most dedicated member of the course for the thoroughbred industry. And um, the world was my oyster, so it seemed. Um, I had also fallen in love. And as many people know, that's often the downfall. Um I had these great romantic ideas of setting up this business with my partner and um, we were going to have, we were going to rehab racehorses and break in yearlings and we were going to be amazing. And um, to be fair on him, he supported this mad crazy idea. And so I did for a brief period set up my own yard down in Hampshire. I'm not going to go too much into it. Um, and it wasn't. It wasn't at all a um, uh, a bad thing, and it, it was actually a success. But uh, we never actually got a, a racehorse into there, apart from ex racehorses that I was retraining. Um, so it kind of just all went south. And as things these things happen, um, we grew apart. Um, he was actually my fiance. So yeah, um, it was a period of my life that I kind of. I enjoyed that I did it. Um, I'm glad that I set up my own business. I'm glad that I could build it up from nothing. And it was, when I ended it, it was going well, well enough that actually someone stole my identity. The person that took the yard and after I left, took on my business name without my permission and uh, traded off my success for a bit. So, um, yeah. But anyway, so as we got towards the end of the relationship, and the lease was coming up and I had to decide whether I wanted to go alone or whether I wanted to just quit. Um, I had this inkling that I might be pushed out of it all and I didn't want someone else having that. So I decided that I was just going to have to call it a day. I'd given it my best shot and move on. I wasn't quite exhausted by this stage because I'd been running it myself for a year with very little help. I think it's actually 18 months um, but anyway, um, in the past, when I'd been at university, I had come across um, Johnny Peter Hoblin, who was one of the directors of Shabwell Stud at the time. And he'd said to me that if I ever needed a job, that I should give him a call. Shabwell Stud um, was formed in 1984 in the UK by Sheikh Hamdan. Um, he is the older brother of uh, Sheikh Mohammed and he is now sadly dead. He died last year. Um, and he has um, the famous blue and white colours and many, many famous racehorses over the years. Um, his base is actually outside of Newmarket in, in Thetford. 
um, which is in Norfolk, and um, they had their uh, massive rehab facility. So when I called Johnny up, and this was probably four years after I'd met him, I said, Johnny, I need a job. And he said, oh, you like rehab? I've got just the job for you which was amazing and I was really quite touched by the fact that someone had remembered me after all that time given that we only just met at a conference and he gave me his card and that was that. At Shadwell they have a number of sites, uh, the nunnery which is the big main stud site where the stallions were standing, then um, Snow Hill which is where the rehab took place and all the breaking of the yearlings um, then in Newmarket itself there is Beach House which also had some stallions some Arabs and some thoroughbreds uh, that's the other thing about Shavwell so Shavwell stud was just thoroughbreds it was also Arabs as well um, they were the biggest supporter of Arab racing in the UK until very recently and things are a little bit I don't know how that's going to go so um, that was going to be my first experience of racing Arabs so uh, Johnny said that I could have a job and um, he invited me up to meet uh, Dennis who led Snare Hill um, for like an interview but basically it was just a formality. I had the job so that was that. They took me on initially as a rider and I was given a house and um, that was like my main sort of job. Um, I also said to them when I started that you know, I was quite keen to keep my office skills up because even back then I realised that it was quite important to have like a another string to your bow and they did promise me that I would get that opportunity. That never happened. <laughs> I can say that right now. Um, I wouldn't say that it was a completely wasted experience working at, at Shadwell, but um, there was a lot of empty promises and yeah, yeah, things that weren't quite right, but then also some fantastic opportunities in other ways. And I also got to meet some amazing people that I'm still friends with to this day. So when it came round to moving to Shadwell, I literally had one weekend to pack up my whole entire life down in Hampshire and move the four hours up to Norfolk. Um, I'd come up two days before I actually moved myself and moved my horse in. Um, that was a little bit um, scary in itself because before I moved I actually had five horses so I had to sell a couple, loan out a couple and then I kept my youngster um, and uh, it was a little bit strange at the time I, like, I never actually got to see the house I was moving into like the inside of it um, because whatever reason the housemate um, didn't really like that uh, but yeah it was you know when you start a job and you think there's things that you weren't happy about, but you were like, I, I just at this point, like I just needed somewhere to live and I could do the job. Um, so then I moved all my stuff up and I moved into um, a nice little place called Rushford. The house I lived in was actually, I think it's a list to like um, it was listed cottage. It was beautiful, really, really picture perfect sort of Norfolk flint. Um, property um, and yeah in a really nice quiet place um, not on site which is really nice actually I didn't want to live like on the actual stud site itself so it's nice to be there but everyone in that row worked for Shadwell 
and um, the girl that I moved in with was a girl called Claire. She'd just had um, a difficult breakup with her partner who also worked for the stud and so she had decided that she would stay in her house. He'd been moved somewhere else and um, that she was going to have a housemate. So the situation in the house was that we just paid rent um, but like it was minimal and all our bills were paid for by the company, which was really, really good because I've lived in other situations where you have to start sharing bills and it doesn't really work. Um, Claire was um, yeah, initially very welcoming and we were sort of good friends. Um, I don't know, it's very difficult um, for people when they've been in that situation, you've lived like, you know, in a, with someone and then all of a sudden it all goes wrong and then you've got to live with some stranger so I think for both of us it was probably quite hard um more so for her and yeah it we weren't always the best of housemates to each other we do like we do get on now um many years down the line but there was times when it was quite hard um but anyway the house was lovely and um yeah that was that working in the rehab yard itself um, there was a number of different yards so there was the Snare Hill main site which was basically mostly the rehab horses um, there'd be a couple of yearlings there various times of the year um, when we had lots and lots of yearlings in um, then there was another yard called Shoulder of Mutton which was on the main site but just down the road that was just for yearlings um and also <coughs> breaking in the racing arabs as well so that was a breaking yard um there was a track that we had as well we had indoor schools um later on they built the breck which was another purpose-built facility for breaking yearlings with lunch pits and whatnot off the snare hill site and down the road um near to my house was a yard called the nursery uh, which is a very old-fashioned yard um that was basically for the sick lame and lazy or, or otherwise known as death row um where we had horses that basically were never going to go back into training so for whatever reason they were there they might be going to the sales um we did actually retrain a couple while i was there and then some of them that was where they finished their days or they got gifted to people and then further on down the road was Melton which I believe was the original first site that Sheikh Hamdan bought um, that was where the stallions were originally and that was amazing like it was so sweet it was so old-fashioned um, the stallion stables there actually had marble in all the wood was like panelled and brass and um, they've modernized it over the years there was also a covering shed there there was an indoor school um, although we really weirdly rode in the paddocks most of the time we didn't use the school that much um, but yeah so that was where mostly the Arabs lived and that's where the Arabs were mostly broken in um, so that was that place and then further on down the road towards more where they, they have um, the some more housing um, there was actually a site it used to be used mainly for endurance because Sheikh Hamdan had endurance horses well his sons had endurance horses as well um, and we'd use that, it was home farm, we'd use that for sort of isolation cases and overspill. So the site was immense and even the rehab bit itself, like, you know, you could be split among the sites and over time you would be moved around depending on what your skill set was. So 
um, because I was small, I would get moved around to where the yearlings and the Arabs were being broken into. Um, because ironically enough, as time went on, I was deemed too light to ride the rehabs, which probably for me was a good thing. Um, at that point, Snare Hill didn't have too many facilities that they do now. So they had a spa. Yeah, that was about it. We had the spa up there, the horse walkers um, and then the indoor school and then the track. And that was pretty much how they formed the rehab. There was a physio that um, worked there the whole time. She was my next door neighbour, Claire. She was lovely and she'd been trained up by them. And um, yeah, so that's what they started off with. As time went on, they had um, high speed treadmills came in and then there's also a pool there now. Um, we never swam horses at all when I was there, um, which is quite interesting, actually, because a lot of other places do use swimming a lot. So the site was very impressive. And you know, as someone starting off, uh, OK, yeah, fair enough, I'd seen Kildangan, which was immense, and Dalham Hall. Um, Shadwell was up there with one of the prettiest, you know, most beautiful purpose-built sites I've ever seen. And I was really excited to start. I was all full of confidence and thinking this is going to be it for me. And um, yeah, it kind of didn't really work out like that. But I was at least very enthusiastic at the start. Um, it it kind of, it, it's a strange one really, because even though I had a lot of experience, um, there's quite a lot of places around in this sort of area in the you know the new market suffolk area where they like you to come virtually with no knowledge so coming with some knowledge and having ridden a lot of racehorses actually wasn't a, at all an advantage it was actually seen as a disadvantage because they wanted you to do things their way um and i was open to doing things a new way so you know it, i think that's what made it that i got on as well as i did in the end because you know, even though I did no stuff, at least I was quite prepared to just do things their way and get on with it. Another thing about working in um, Norfolk uh, was that, and especially there, um, was because it's quite far away from anywhere like big. Um, and at that point, it was, you know, a good 30, 45 minutes away from Newmarket. So um, most of the people that worked there, like literally grew up there. So there's a lot of local yokels and Norfolk is quite um, special, I have to say, as someone who's sort of lived all over. Um, when I first moved there and um, the livery yard where I kept my riding horse, um, I didn't even, I couldn't tell people apart because to me, they, they almost all looked the same. Um, they all had like curly hair, glasses and funny teeth. And um, and that's not derogatory. It was just like, that's the way it was. Um, and they all have very, very funny views of the world, but they were their views and they hadn't ever been anywhere. So it was quite funny. So you had those people and then you had people like me who'd been around a bit. And then, of course, um, there was a lot of foreign workers. Um, and at Shadwell, because uh, in Thetford, there's a high Polish and Portuguese uh, community uh, when I first started, um, we had like the English, French, uh, Irish would be the riders. And then we had um, a team of Polish lads that mucked out. And then we had the Ukrainians. Uh, the Ukrainians were like the rough riders. They were very, very talented horsemen. 
and um, they rode all the bad ones basically and they they got they got horses started um it was quite the sort of place where um you know girls didn't do those jobs uh, which for me was quite hard because i come from running my own yard and breaking horses in myself with no help and i was like quite capable of sitting on a horse while it's plunging around a box like but um that was the ukrainians job and they were lovely like they were the sweetest people ever um and yeah it was it was nice it was interesting to see how they worked with the horses as well there were also people that had literally worked at Shabwell since it started um and yeah they were quite funny people because yeah you could tell they'd never been anywhere else in their life um but it was yeah a nice sort of mix of people there was quite a lot of young people there and um i i think i found it a little bit i i didn't quite fit in because i hadn't been there for i wasn't local so i didn't fit in so much with the older ones and then the younger ones kind of saw me a little bit suspicious because i was this single female that came onto the yard and it was it was okay though and i sort of had high hopes as i said um but that was the start of it all and actually i think i'll leave it there because my first day i have to i think that deserves like the next episode um so i hope you like my introduction to series two and um don't forget to come back next week for the next one and uh, yeah so if you've enjoyed this episode please take a screenshot of the episode and pop it on your social media and tag me um at some point i might have some merchandise come in so um there will be competitions in time where i'll put that up but uh, for now um keep your eyes out for that and uh, look forward to speaking in episode two about my first day <laughs>